0: If two wrongs don't make a right, try three. Lawrence J. Peter.
1: You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Today's episode is about a very, very important rule in writing.
0: A very, very, very important rule in oh, writing. Oh,
1: yes, of course. Very, very, very. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We are talking about the rule of three today, and this is great for humor, like we mentioned last episode, and it's also great for establishing a theme, a motif,
1: something to get a point across in your story. If you want it to really have an impact in the story, you have to have mentioned it at least three times, whatever it is. Mm. The
0: first time something happens, it happens. We get it. The second time something happens, the reader is wondering what you're doing with it. It's Like, okay, we, we've revisited this concept in some way. Why? Using a concept three times in a row reinforces a theme, whatever that theme is. One of the examples that comes to mind is Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. That is the famous dun-dun-dun-dun. That symphony, as I recall, has that theme happen three times throughout the symphony. Once at the beginning, that's how the whole thing opens. It's big, it's grandiose, it's epic. Once in the middle, after it gets light, and then it redrops it in, and then goes light again. And then once at the very end. So the first time it happens, okay, we're kind of getting a feel for the theme. The second time it happens, we're like, okay, I remember this. This is recalling that memory. And then the third time, it's a theme. This is what this whole symphony is about. And if it happened a fourth time, it would be annoying.
1: When it comes to using something three times, it's not only you have to use everything in your story just three times. We're talking about big themes that recur. A really good representation of the use of three is generally how many times a hero faces the villain in a story. It's about three times that they face them head-on. They usually start off the story facing the villain somehow and failing. They usually face the villain near the end of part two and fail. And then they face the villain again at the end and finally win. Obviously, this is not a set concept, but it is a theme that uses the use of three.
0: I think three is an interesting number because it's easy to remember. A lot of myths and fairy tales and epic stories use the number three. You have the three musketeers, but you also have the three little pigs, where it's house one, house two, house three. And it's an escalation between each one.
1: It's not even just three people or three things, but it's three ideas, life, liberty, and the pursuit Mm -hmm. of happiness.
0: Another example is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, where he's visited by the ghost of Christmas past, and then the ghost of Christmas presents, and then the ghost of Christmas future. You're escalating
1: with each step. Technically, there were four ghosts. Marley's? Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Not the point right now. (laughs) But you have these three ghosts that come to teach him a lesson, and it changes every time. It starts almost sweet in the past, and then the reality, the cold reality of what's going on, and then very dark in the third for Christmas future.
1: Three isn't always people either. It's not always the three musketeers or the three ghosts or the three little pigs, but it's ideas and concepts that come in a set of three. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Stop, drop, and roll. These are things that are easy to remember because three. There are three of them. There's something about the human brain that really likes three. I think it was Brian
0: Clark who said, If you want something to stick in someone's head, put it in a sequence of three. I believe the Marine Corps actually experimented with getting people to remember simple concepts. In a life threatening situation, having two things to remember is actually harder than having three things to remember, because you have that rhythm with the three. When you have the stop drop roll, you even have the same vowel in the middle of it. And it's very easy to teach kindergartners. When I was in kindergarten, I was convinced that being lit on fire was gonna be like a major issue in my life. That and quicksand. Those were like the big threats that threatened kindergarten me. But this concept not only gets people to remember it, but it forces you as an author to
1: boil it down to what's really important. So the use of three isn't a modern thing; this is something that goes back to ancient times. In Greek mythology, you have the three main gods: Zeus, Poseidon, and Hades, the god of the sky, the god of the water and the god of the underworld. In Christian beliefs, three is also another very important number. You have Christ that rose in three days. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Exactly. In Roman mythology, there were three fates. And then, of course, everybody's favorite example, Cerberus, the three-headed dog. Yay!
0: (laughs) Cerberus, the word actually translates to spotted. Hades literally named his dog Spot.
1: (laughs) Great. I love it. (laughs) So, this is a very, very common theme throughout time to have three. And also, if you think about it for a very long time, and even currently, the three act structure is dominant in storytelling. Absolutely. That's most of what you're going to see
0: in movies. It's most of what you're going to see in my writing. Most of what you're going to see in a lot of modern writing is the three act structure. Even the number three is useful in decision making in my family. So if we have either two or three people going out to lunch together, one person posits three different locations, and then the other person, if there's one other person, picks from those three, and then it's fair. And if there are two other people, each of them eliminates one. So then everybody has a say in where we go, and nobody gets to complain about it. I have two siblings, and this was used a lot in my childhood.
1: So hopefully this episode helped you realize the importance of using three. This is a little bit more difficult for pantsers because we don't generally plan out a lot, but it is something that they should at least try to do and try to consider.
0: You, as an author, are going to use the rule of three when setting up what I call footholds in your story, something that you're going to spring from later especially if you're doing this escalating three structure that you see a lot. You establish something, and then when you reference it again, you're stacking on top of it. You'll see that in Douglas Adams and the way he tells jokes is the first time you say something, it okay, that's funny. And then when he references it later, it's extra funny. And then by the third time he references it, that's the big joke that he's built throughout the entire book. When you as an author are trying to get a concept across to your readers, if you build it throughout the book instead of making it a moral of the story at the end, it sounds far
1: less preachy and far more
0: engaging to the story and memorable
1: to the readers. So, three is useful in writing humor, it's useful in writing the themes of your story, it's useful in the whole structure of your story. The use of three is one of the building blocks of writing, really. Absolutely. So hopefully you can take some of this episode, use it in your writing, recognize when you can use something three times to make it that much more potent. Write selfishly. Write selfishly. Write selfishly.